The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Live news, y'all. Live news. Coming to you from the beating heart of downtown Aurora. So we got some things to talk about today. We do have news to go over. In addition to that, we also have uh, the next initiative coming up with the Aurora Public Library that we're going to tell you guys about as well. It's Friday, January 15th, 2021. Blessed and highly favored. That's what and who we are. Blessed and highly favored. All right. So first things first, uh, want to give a big shout out right now to a couple of uh, downtown Aurora businesses. I want to give a shout out to Crystal House, located at 59 South LaSalle Street, which is uh, Auto Row, historic Auto Row here in Aurora. And then want to give a shout out to Tecalit Lawn, which is on the corner of, what's that, Downer? Yeah, Downer and Broadway. A uh, really great restaurant. Also want to give a huge shout out to Tavern on Broadway. Tavern on Broadway. Went there for the very first time. They recently opened up. It was really cool. Tavern on Broadway is on Broadway, duh. And it's right across the street from the uh, jewelry store. It's close to the corner of New York and Broadway. Uh, really good bar, great craft beer on tap. Uh, I can't remember what the hell I had, but it was an IPA. It was really good. Uh, we'll definitely be back to Tavern on Broadway. Really cool place. Shout out to the owner. He told me his name, but I can't remember right now. Um, also want to give a huge shout out to our friends at the Cotton Seed PME Cake Solutions in La Quinta de los Reyes. La Quinta really, uh, really recently hosted a, um, I think, and to my Spanish friends, please don't kill me. But I think it's Dia de los Reyes, Tres Reyes. The Day of the Three Kings, I think, is is literally what it translates to. Um, and, yeah, it was really cool. They did a toy giveaway for youth and kids. So that was very positive. Shout out to our friends of the Can Network, Mary Fultz. Good, good morning to the Fultzes. We recently interviewed Mr. Saul Fultz, who's running for Ward 7 Alderman. Um, that interview is live. Check it out. And shout outs to the CAN Network, C-A-A-N, which is Community Advocacy Awareness Network. All right. 
The time is 8.47 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, coming to you live from beautiful downtown Aurora. All right. So next thing that we have to tell you guys about is that today is the day that the applications for the uh, housing vouchers will expire. Hopefully you've got that filled out. Now the deadline, the actual time deadline is uh, noon today. So if you have not yet completed that process, please fill it out, otherwise known as Section 8. Okie dokie. So now, when we talk about um, the good things happening in the city and we talk about coming out of COVID and everything, it's a very important conversation. Uh, Aurora schools are taking different approaches to the return of in-person instruction with the West Aurora School District opting for a blended plan, which is like a mixture of both. And, um, you know, a lot of people are uh, confident with that, uh, with the blended approach. What are your thoughts? The East Aurora School District is going to remote learning for a while. Um, so both of those are different. But, um, you know, in the best interest of the respective constituents. Shout out to our friends of Windy City Game Theater, the Can Network, and Treadwell Coffee. Good morning, everybody. It's nice. Snowy. I wish it would snow some more. Because I was, you know, I'd, I'd like a lot of snow. If it's going to snow, it should snow, like, a lot. So get that snow up. Get it up. Get it up. Get it up. Okie dokie. So the Aurora Public Library, we've been telling you guys about their schedule um, for quite some time and everything that they've got going on. Um, the Aurora Public Library has been a great resource and a really cool tool in our community for a very long time. And when COVID happened, uh, they continued a lot of programs and hosted a lot of virtual and online stuff. And it was very good for folks and people were able to take part in that. Uh, so the Aurora Public Library, shouts go out to them. They're always, always, always doing really good stuff. All right. So the most recent event they had was the immigration and updates for COVID-19. And that was in conjunction with a world relief uh, specialist that came out. The next initiative that's going to be taking place is going to be on Wednesday, January 20th, 6 p.m. And it will be a follow-up to MLK's Day of Service. Former political staffer Lily Rocha will cover the best practices to contact local, state, and federal representatives. You can learn how to make your message heard. And it's going to be contacting your state officials. You have, excuse me, elected officials. You have to register for that. And to register, you go to the Aurora Public Library's website. Thursday, January 21st at 7 p.m. is the Civic Education Series of County Boards in partnership with the League of Women Voters of Aurora. How County Boards Impact Your Life. February 12th at 10 a.m., Tai Chi for the Chinese New Year. And February 16th, 7 p.m., Growing Your Business with LGBTQ Friendly Practices. So shout out to the Aurora Public Library. Starting on the 23rd of this month, we will have, and going until May 22nd, is Art and Market Aurora. A great gathering of vendors and artisans happening every second and fourth Saturday at Society 57. Safe and fun, socially distanced shopping with a lot of vendors. Come on out, save your Saturdays, and take part in something positive going on. And Society 57 is located at 100 South River Street. It's right across the street from the public library. 
Okay. Now there's a lot of other news going on. I saw this um, and I thought of you wonderful, beautiful people. Um, did you know that the Fox River, the water in the Fox River is the cleanest it's been in a hundred years? Very cool. Shout out. That's a little bit of a little bit of conver uh, conservation. I almost said conversation. Yeesh. Conservation early in the morning. All right. So it's 8.52 a.m. Today is January 15th, 2021. We hope that you guys are having and continue to have a blessed day. Uh, the weekend is here. Let's have a safe weekend as well. Keep your eyes open to Aurora initiatives taking place by visiting the downtown Aurora website, Aurora Downtown, at auroradowntown.org. Um, all manner of calendar events taking place here in our wonderful city will be uh, displayed there. Shouts go out to our friends of the Aurora Downtown Board, Aurora Fast Print, all of that, all of that. All right. So I think we're going to get out of here. We hope that you guys have a good, wonderful, blessed, and safe weekend. And we will see you all back here Monday morning for the news and the weather. Second largest city's first daily news podcast is here. Check out the Spotify and visit our YouTube page and subscribe. And check out some of the uh, episodes, all manner of content that we have. And we have a whole lot more coming. So you guys be safe, be blessed, and we are out of here. Peace. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, good to see you. Good to see you too. We're going to do a cheers to the camera. Bam, bam, bam. bam. Yep. Sal, my brother, good to have you on the show. Oh, it's just a blessing, absolute blessing to be here. It's been a long time coming. I know it. I Since know the it. very beginning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so this interview is uh, special in three ways. A, um, it's special in regards to 24 rungs, okay? Um, special because 24 rungs already existed and then became the audiobook. Correct. And it's also uh, special, the third part is because you have been instrumental with Good Morning Aurora from the very beginning. So, um, you know, from Zoom calls, so, <laughs> hey, so here we are. I know, here we are. Dreams yeah. manifest yep. in its real life. You've been down with me since the beginning. No doubt about it. I appreciate you, man. You can see your light. You can see your light. Um, so, before we get started with that, um, we find ourselves in 2021. Before we get into you and then delve into the audiobook and everything, we find ourselves in 2021. What's your disposition so far for the year? Well, in 2021, I'm always going to be humbly optimistic is because I know at the end of the day my internal monologue is not audible to anybody else right so whatever I whatever I have to perceive whatever I have to see going on within this 2021 this 3d reality that we all agree upon mm -hmm. you know what I see for I see a lot of positives because there are so many things that are so broken from simply just the cement. Right. <laughs> I mean, you you look in a lot of towns and a lot of cities. There are there are death traps in a place. Like there was time one time I was in the city by UIC and, and I literally saw a person in a wheelchair hit one of these bumps and fall out of the wheelchair. Where literally having to get out to go help that person and there's this giant crack in the mm -hmm. in there, right? So 
when you have when the bar is so low from 2020, right. <laughs> it's almost like it, you know it could be 2021. But again, it's I, I say that that the bar is low from 2020 because not of the things that happened, mm-hmm. but because of people's perception of it. It became cool to hate on 2020. Like you only get one 2020. Right. Like you only get one this moment, one right. this moment, one this moment. It can change in an instant, as we see. You know. So with all of this. I feel like if there was a uh, a still pond and there's this giant ball coming from the sky, like a giant rock, right? That giant rock could be a number of things. It could be devastating. Mm-hmm. It could be the end of humanity. It's a meteor from outer space. Right. But it also could be the right batch of miracles from the divine, from the cosmos, mm-hmm. that perfectly, when mixed with the Earth's water, once it hits, is going to make an entire explosion that might cover the whole earth but it's like that batch of minerals when it hits it's boom it's crap the people that are close to the action like that shit is crazy like mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's gonna really be what we're seeing right it's gonna be this chaos it's crazy who knows oh i'm, I'm against my neighbor he likes this person i like this person i like that person it's like wait a minute yes i understand the ball that has been dropped is huge but what are you going to do with the new energy what are you gonna, how are you going to perceive this new energy? Conversations that are happening might suck right now and seem like the hope is lost and it's really pinning an inch. But at the end of the day, it's going to be better for every person who ha- we have to coexist with. It's going to be better for them and their kids going forward now that these discussions aren't just pushed under the rug. Right. Get over it. It's fine. Move on. No. There's a lot of things that have been built up for a very long time. And of course, when they talk, the people who are really been hurt by these systems, it's like it's easy for people who haven't been affected by the pandemic to say it's not a big deal to not. There's some people who are. And the lasting ramifications financially that could lead to more death besides just the actual thing could be pretty big. So to kind of downplay that in, in saying, oh, well, your struggle is not as strong as mine. Your, your, your problems aren't as big as mine. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what it is. It's like, so that's what brings me back full circle to that inner monologue to the point of, as I look to 2021 and see what this is going to be, it's like, get in touch with that inner monologue. Turn off the notifications on a couple of things. Like, stop scrolling for a little bit of time and listen. Not to me, not to you, not to some pundit, not to some guru. Listen to what your unique purpose is. Because that power inside of us is, is, is the same power that created the universe. No matter what you call it, there is a power in this world that creates, no matter what that is, it exists within each one of us. Right. And that has no heritage, if you will, like based on this 3D, like from this country, from, from this place, this block, this, that. That that inner peace is why we are, there is a race, a, a one race of human beings. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's been convoluted for a while. Um, now, where are you from? Me? Well, I'm from outside of Chicago. I'd say from some galaxy far, far away. I think from the huh. Orion Belt, because it's always been a part. But more notably, in the Chicago area, um, I grew up um, kind of always in the middle, mm-hmm. I felt. You know, I was so heavy in the city, so heavy in the, in the I would say, like, close burbs, and then into some of the very wealthier areas where, you know, I've always felt like Dante and his inferno mm-hmm. of being, like, going through the levels of hell and experiencing all this, because, like, I, I can't explain the vastness of experiences of like the poorest of poor to the richest of rich to the nicest, you know, the nicest poor to the you know to the meanest rich, you know, over there 
to then find some sort of balance, which is why I think the quest has led me to this exact moment having this conversation, is because for whatever reason, soaking all those experiences up, making hella mistakes along the way, can help people like you and us be these stewards. Like, you're gonna really look to someone who doesn't know you and you're gonna put all your faith into someone who has great slogans? Right. Or are you gonna look at the people on the ground that are like, have to pay the same phone bill as you? I have to pay combat, I don't care what you look like. You have to pay the same bills to these different, you know, people that you have to pay. Right. So it's either, you know, you kind of, you kind of, it's hard to define, I feel like, feeling, all right, I'm from this area, I can, I can sit there. Because then I also did a lot of time in um, Indiana and Ohio. You know, where it's like you spend some time when you really share your energy in places, it's like it becomes a part of you. You know, there are certain parts that, um, going through the process of, 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 of learning different areas. And then the similarities of like growing up close to the Chicago and seeing what things are in the country and seeing things where where they go, um, you know, into these subdivisions that I didn't know existed for a long time. So, you know. Um, and what do you, how's life changed from the Chicago and the world that we knew of the uh, 80s yeah. to now? Well, I think there's been a fair amount of changes. There's been positive and negative. I think, you know, I think people in Chicago, in those areas, have moved. People have moved out a lot. Um, I've seen different, um, different businesses start. I've seen different, like, businesses sprout up, meaning, like, different areas, you know, you've seen some gentrification, you know, you've seen some places, like, you know, by 18th Street, in Pilsen down that way like there's, there was like for a while you know it was a certain way and now it's kind of changed right but it's weird to see it now because almost every change that was made is almost null at this point yeah funny that you mentioned that um, it's like I've been going there there's a place called Don's Grill yeah. on Western Avenue right yeah. by the train the metro yeah. and I've been going there since I was a kid and yeah the whole neighborhood is like change now you know, know. it's um yeah but here's the thing is that well i can't not take that question i was gonna ask is that a result of gentrification or is that simply just uh uh something that we see with the times but i think that's definitely it seems yeah. a little bit of both you I know think so and i, I think, and I think that it's you know it can be late you never know who's putting that stuff out calling it as such it might be a rival you know um real estate company that's saying it's something that it isn't when it's really just people trying to build up their neighborhoods or, or, or do something different. Right. Um, I, I just, you know, from the city and, and going out, I have hope. This is like where, where I, I have to interject all of these things and like every system that we have, you know, is like, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to fix that? You know, and I, I see that in these towns and it has to be some sort of, of hope and compassion. Right. Um, so, tell us about the book. Okay. First of all, but before we get to the book, what made you even want to write a book? Sure. So, I have been an athlete. I was a baseball player, you know, played sports, coach. Uh, but my, always my thing. I loved baseball. I loved playing. I loved being on a team and all that stuff. But, like, my time was my writing. You know what I mean? And I'm a hip-hop head. Like, I always have been. You know what I mean? Like, and I like rhyme. Yeah. You know, it's always, I've always drawn it. Shakespeare just infatuates me because it's just like it's why I never liked poetry classes when I took them in school and stuff because it's like 
Shakespeare didn't write in this person's style, A, B, C, D, D, D. He wrote mm. Shakespeare, his own shit. Like, that's what I want. Like, I, I want to write, because I'm not writing, sometimes I feel for myself. I feel like, I feel, you know, that inspired word at times. Like, I feel that, you right. know? And it's like, I say that humbly, but hey, this is an interview about my book. I'm going to say it. Like, I feel inspired when I write. And so, my, I also, so in one of my rhyme books in high school, I, uh, I let a kid borrow my notebook. He's like, hey, he's coming in. He's like, I need a notebook. I had all my rhymes in it. I gave it to him. He lost it. Got to the dean. And, and a lot of the things that were written in there was like from different music, you know, and stuff. Like, it wasn't necessarily reflective of what I was doing. I was just playing around with lyrics yeah. and stuff. Well, you know, there were some things in there. I get called in. My parents, like, oh, I wrote all this stuff. I'm like, I'm sitting there, like, kind of in trouble. And I'm like, all this from just my rhymes? I'm gonna keep doing this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can cause all these problems just because of the little rhymes I wrote. I'm like, I'm gonna always do this. I found the notebook, you know, and the dean found it, called my parents in because there was, you know, <laughs> things in there. But it was honestly, this was like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Slim Shady just dropped. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, we got all these crazy, crazy songs in our head. We got, so like, what the, you know, you know mushrooms. <laughs> like, what are these songs? Like, what is going on? Like, you know, so, anyways. So there's some things that are in there. And I was like, man, I was like, and, and I thought to myself as I'm sitting in the dean's room getting reamed out, probably grounded, like mm-hmm. whatever the case, I'm like, but damn, there's power in the pen if these things that I know, even though I'm getting in trouble for that, like I'm not doing these things, this isn't part of it, I'm just exploring this genre because right. I feel inspired to write. And I continued on from there and it was always my, you know, the thing I would go back to. And, you know, there wasn't social media and stuff. You couldn't really put it out there. But I always had this urge to, like, want to have an album, want to have my own book. Like, this is just what I wanted. And then uh, the anonymous prayer. Yeah. So after 9-11 happened, I I wrote this prayer in rhyme. And I didn't want anyone to know about it. Because in, like, in my writing, like, I had bravado in baseball and, like, all that stuff. Like, you had to. I was undersized. I had it. I'm playing against guys 6'5", 6'6". They had to look out because I'd punch him in the fucking teeth. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I had to play that. Yeah. But so with this, it was like I, I would keep that um, kind of separate. You know what I mean? From from the main, you know, from my whole, my world. It was kind of like my armor, I felt, hmm. you know, in there. So I, I didn't want people to really know about it. So I, I turned it into the school. And it turns out they read it. Like, I'm sitting there and they're like, we had an anonymous prayer. We, we want to read this out there. And when I say prayer and when I talk about, you know, if you were if you were born on you know somewhere in the Pacific Isles or or you were born somewhere over there and this is what you were given like you might call this universal force something different mm-hmm. and I think one of the biggest things that is hindering our actual growth and evolution is the fact that the actual words that come out of our mouth in say an English language is like the way that someone talks about their connection to to whatever the force is that created this life mm-hmm. is like it's crazy that so many lives have been lost over that because think about it in plain english ignore what i ever want to but we would never be able to really understand completely our thoughts on god or what the next thing is in plain english knowing each other knowing we have respect for each other so how could someone who speaks a totally different language who on another side of the world how could one person over here in this part of the world tell that person that they're wrong or oppress them for such or think that the way that that is. So that being said, I, I just like to always preface that because what I call source or what I feel comfort in saying mm-hmm. to that might not be to somebody else, but that can't be a divisive thing. Right. That again, it brings me always back to the inner monologue. Like you can't hear mine, I can't hear yours. I can't judge your connection to it. I can't 
judge what pronoun you want to use. I can't judge who you are attracted to. I can't do that. Right. I can have my opinion, but damn it. Like, get over yourselves. Like, that you have the right answer and listen to someone else and go about your business. Clean your house. Like, do something else. Right. So, you know, I, I, I turned that in. They they, they expressed and, and they read it to the, to the whole school. So I always kept that with me. I always wrote. I always ex- tried to explore opportunities mm-hmm. to do it. Well, when social media came up, well, actually, yeah, Facebook came out when I was in school. My friend Michael and I started thehigherplane.net. Now, thehigherplane.net was the you know, um, the chive and all those things before there was those things we did. Okay. You know, we were a lifestyle brand. We had a clothing line. We did um, concerts. We did one of the first. We booked B.O.B. The you know the rapper B.O.B. Mm-hmm. We booked B.O.B. before when right before nothing on you went number one. Right. We were gonna have Mike Posner. We were doing this big show in Youngstown, Ohio. That was the demographic. Posner would have been the guy. Right. He, we could he couldn't get him. So we're I'm like we're sitting there. I'm like nut 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 on you. I'm like sounds like skeet 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 skeet. You know I'm like yeah. book this dude. Huh. Boom. Next week goes goes. You know, by number one, Def Jam, the whole thing. We end up having to backtrack because we did the show. He went number one. He blew us off till again. The people who were the man in in that area right. brought Snoop Dogg in like two weeks later. Right. Killed our vibe for when Bob came back. But you know what I mean. But we still did that show. And I, um, we would go out in Columbus and interview just like this local artists, mm-hmm. local people trying because they didn't have a voice yet, they didn't have a platform. So we we went up and used a higher plane, and we would come interview them. We put music videos together, you know, concerts go go cover them. And I would interview them mm-hmm. and go out there. We we didn't have cameras like this. We literally had a camcorder and like bought from Radio Shack those LED lights and like dudes were standing behind us like holding the lights while we were interviewing and like we I interviewed Jay Electronica um, and you told me about that yeah, yeah and I mean there was 50, 60,000 views on that video and it is some it is some real talk between mm-hmm. two dudes like and to see where he is now there's not he has not done many interviews like Jay Electronica once he you know he is where he is now. He, right. you know, he has not done many interviews. So it, it, it's been a really interesting part. So I had a feature column on there, which was highlighting my writing, and and putting that out on the regular. Come through a lot of different things. Wrote wrote some other stuff. You know, fast forward a bit. Have a major crisis happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Complete and utter. Just crash. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Anyone who was around me, anyone who sees this, like, I don't care what, you know, I mean, I, I'm being honest because, right. you know, this is the truth. Like, I'm talking crash, crash of all crashes. And not to say there weren't crashes later, but this was a bad one. And this was a time in my life where I didn't really, all this positive and cosmos and, and, and all this stuff, I turned my back to it. Right. Turn my back to source, turn my back to family, turn my back to everything. I was hurt. I was justified. Right. I had the bad things happen to me, so let's, you know, let's do everything. Right. I don't deserve it. That's what I'm conditioned. I'm down, I'm low. I, 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 this is all I deserve. I'm the victim. So, where does that lead you? Not very oh, far. Right. Yeah, right. So, it was the bottom. And I'm talking bottom, bottom, like... Just one of those places where you wake up in the morning and just, it's devastation. 
so I was in a place of, I, I, you know, my, my now wife, <laughs> you know, came to me and, and, and said, I'll go on this journey with you, but you need to do something. You need to do something. You need to, you need to, you need to do something. Um, at this time, not to, uh, obfuscate, but just to plant a flag at this time, were you still writing? I was writing, but not very much. Okay. It, I wasn't working out. I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing the things that I, w- I didn't have. I was not equipped with the coping skills to deal with the trauma that hit me in the face. Gotcha. And I feel in, in, in why I feel this is an important conversation is because at that point I could go to the store for a while. I could go do a lot of things mm-hmm. to get even in that to get my mind off it. So if there's anyone who's listening to this who has to deal with things like this right now and hasn't gone to it, I hope they can hear you know, what, that that's possible to, it's never over, like, no struggle in life is ever over, right. you know what I mean, like, and, and I'm in this, I'm the same person I was right now as I was back then, mm-hmm. at this point, so, in that point, in that moment of, you want to call it rock bottom, you want to call it whatever it is, it's, it's a choice, I mean, it is, and it's a scary one, because when you have to make a major decision, like, I need help. I have to go get help. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this, like, anymore. It's a hard realization. And a lot of people never make it, and they die early of alcoholism. Yeah, I think, um, I think the, it's the asking part that really stops that first bit of progress from being made. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people start drinking, like, have, like it's that asking for help or seeing about getting help or dialing that number or calling that person to help you. Like, that's the hard part. Well, and Realizing that you got a problem. And then you have to admit that you aren't, you're not the king. Right. You're not, you're not, you're not the alpha in your family. Right. Like, you're admitting that you need to go see someone else. Like, it's a hard hit to the ego. Like, it's a hard hit to the ego because you just think like, oh, I, I could do this. Like, you, we all, we're justifying all day. Bad decisions all day, all day, all day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's okay. Like, oh, I know there's carcinogens in the coffee, but it gets me going. I can't live without it. Like, right. I know that this soda is not good for me, but you know what? Blah, 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 blah. I can do it. You know, I'm going to do it anyways, and it's going to be okay because of these reasons. But I'm eight years clean from cigarettes. That's what I'm saying. It's And, and it's hard. Yeah. But no, I, you know, I wouldn't equate cigarettes to uh, alcoholism. Oh, but, but uh, it's it's probably more addictive than yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I yeah. I, I, I I know exactly about that justification. Like, you know, oh fuck it. You know, it's just one. You know, this will be like the first of the. You know, yeah. You're always finding a way to justify bad shit. Always. Yeah. And then you you almost then like the weird part of your mind almost like shuts that part off. That like realization of like mm-hmm. well, I'm justifying this. It shuts it off, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. And then you do it again, and then 20 years go by, and they say you have this disease as a result of your action. Right, lung cancer, Phil. And I, I'm, I don't know what the lasting effects of my mistakes are going to be. We all don't. You know what I'm saying? But what we can, what I'm saying is, is the whole point point of 24 Rounds is, is, is wherever you right, where wherever you are right now is a great place to start. Like that's it. You only have the next moment. You beat me to that, so I was going to ask. Yeah. Like, for the edge, like. Tell, yeah. You know, tell yeah. us about the title. And, well, yeah. So in in so in this moment of, of rock bottom, without mm-hmm. getting into because one of the things that that you don't want to do when you are in recovery is is do like the war story things like oh I was this I was so blacked out I did that and, right you know because really it, it can glorify it to someone or trigger someone to who's watching this who might really need to be like oh yeah that was fun or I remember being with Sammy when he did that shit or like I remember 
you know, with that or whatever the case. And then that could veer you off from that moment of like that tunnel vision of like self-preservation, self-worth, what am I going to lose, blah, 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 blah. Right. And like I have to go forward. So in that moment, I, you know, you get scared because you're like, I have to make a decision. Like you have to realize how am I going to pay my bills if I can't work and I have to really go get help? <laughs> how am I going to tell this to my parents to let them know that all their sacrifices, all of their things that they did to try to give me a thing, like I failed, you know, like I failed, you know, or your kids or your wife or your friends or your family, you have to admit you failed and you, there's nothing you can do. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. It is not a good feeling, especially in such an egocentric world. Like it hurts. And so, you know, making that decision difficult, I went myself, I drove and I, I had to go see what the hell was up. So I went. And uh, without sparing the details, it's it's a, I, I, I don't want to say that part of it because I don't want to make it, I don't want to downplay it. And if someone's seriously considering this, like I don't want that fear to take them away because every experience is unique. Right. This is just mine. When I went, I went in there and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take you in here. And I was far away from home and they were like, it, it, it was about 930 in the morning. And they're like, all right, come back at uh, 345. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 9 o'clock. I'm an hour from home. There's a bar on every street. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, what am I going to do for the next however many hours? And I'm like, it, you know, and I kind of thought when I went to go do this, like, yeah, I'll just watch Netflix for a couple days. Like, this will be fine. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. whatever. It'll be cool. I'll just take Play a break. Cards, yeah, I'll be fine. Like, cool out. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's not that. And, uh, yeah. And I was in a very uh, interesting state. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? There's every reason to say, you know, I already told my parents, I already told my family, like, this was already there. Now I have all this time. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I went to Walgreens. I got water and like some mints. I sat in my car. I'm like, here it is. Mm -hmm. This is your first test. If you are going to live a different life. Right. This is it right now. Screw the program. Screw everything. You have to make this decision today. Right. Because you could just say screw it or go in there half wasted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and whatever. And just give yourself another excuse. Like, okay, since this, this is the my going, last one. Yeah, since this is the I'm going in. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to write. Because I, 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 ASMR, you know, autonomous sensory meridian response is this subculture on YouTube, it's on there that um, I find a lot of help with because it is, you know, some people have it, some people don't. Like, you know, when you, it's like, oh, it's peace, people are like, oh, it's peaceful to hear the rain. It's peaceful, you know, they like thunderstorms or they like different sounds or mm-hmm. there's like all these different apps that come out there. Like, that's a real studied thing. And it's like that feeling of, of, of uh, you know, tingles or uh, chills that's a tactile feeling. That's a real feeling. It's the same sort of feeling almost of like the cigarette or the drink. It hits you right away. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. that ASMR to me oh, yeah. and those binaural beats would either help you fall asleep or would help walk me off the edge at times of like wanting to, you know what I mean? So I put those on, the, the, the different videos of the affirmations that I had, and I pulled out my notebook and I started to write these rungs. I'm like, you've heard of steps, you know, like... You know, 12 steps and things like that, which is fantastic. Anything that helps people is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
I started to write. I'm like, I have to get through this. And what's so hard? You look at this ladder, you know what I mean? Or you, you have to do something up there. Like that ladder is high. It's hard to climb a ladder. It's easy to climb steps. It's hard to climb a ladder. You need right. to use both arms and no one can help you. If you fall, you're hurt. And yeah. it's a bit of a mind fuck too because, you know, if, you know, if, if you're... If your emotional nuts aren't screwed on tight, you could look down and get wavy in your spirit, and now your whole little project is messed up because you're afraid <laughs> of falling and dying. Yeah. And when you fall up steps, nothing happens to the stairs. Right. You fall off the ladder, you might fuck the ladder up. Right. And so it's like, ladder is this life. That goes back to Plato, crab in the bucket. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you could be like this, the perfect shape. You're like, all right, I'm climbing up that bucket. You know, when you're little things and you climb all the way up there and you got to fight the other crabs who are trying to pull you down, you get to the top. And, like, what usually happens? Vanity. I did it. Mama, I made it. Right. Whoosh. And you fall back down. Funny you mentioned that. All right, check it out. So, and for the listeners and the viewers, um, this is not just an interview. We're homies. So, this yeah. is more of a talk. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so, if they're like, who the fuck is Curtis keep talking? It's because no, we're, we're, we, we can do that. And we needed this. Um, yeah. You know... Here's the thing. When I was in the Navy, I couldn't swim, but I, you know, I, I passed boot camp and everything. I had enough guts to make it. And you're on the ship, and it's really high. And because of like the life of being out to sea and just how it goes on deployment, mm -hmm. there's no land. There is, you know, just nobody to save you. You are either gonna make it or you're not. And I made it. You know, like I, I don't have the, I don't have the fear to work over the side. I don't have the fear of doing any evolutions at any speed with whatever, with just binoculars on, because, like, I'm in the life. Like, I'm really about it. In, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a sailor now. Absolutely. I've got my sea leg. Yes. Now I'm out the military, and, you know, years, you know, not too long after me. Yeah. I was, used to live downtown. I go take pictures on top of the, uh, the parking garage right there on Downer. Yeah. And like a curious thing started happening to me. I would get close to like the edge where you, and I started getting like super anxious. Feet, yeah, like fearfully. And I never suffered with anxiety as a in any part of my life. And I started like it really started by like, whoa, like I was getting really like scary. Yeah. And um to try to like combat that. I just started being like a little bit more motivationally aggressive on myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, fuck it. I, that must mean I need to take more pictures up here. Well, and, that must mean I need to, you know, like, yeah. and I, ugh, right? Without, without, <laughs> without struggle, there's no, there's not going to be any growth. Yeah. And, and I feel that, you know, everyone's blaming everything for where we are right now. Right. But I mean, a lot of it is just that, that fear is overtaken. Right. You know, the fear of failure. And, and convenience. Like, most of our days are, are, are easy, you right. know? We have a pretty cushy lifestyle. Like, you know, there's a lot of easy things. So we're not pushed to that edge. We're not at that precipice. Right. When you get close to the edge. Yeah. And you kind of see that, oh, man, that's the realization. Because we spend so much time in a virtual world. Yeah. You know? shit. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. we cooling yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but when you get to the edge and you realize that physical kind of ramification yeah. of what's going yeah. on, it's like, damn, that, that's that, what that, it, that shoves reality in your face. That's what it... You know, yeah. it really does. That's what was going on with it. And, and I think through those moments, but... When people are saying, well, I can't, I, I, I can't talk to source. I don't have, there's nothing else out there. Those moments of sometimes fear and anxiety might be the moment you're getting that knowledge drop. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that it might was, be that knowledge. Yeah, I kept going, I kept like, I made it a, well, it's, it is a thing for me. I take yeah. pictures, anybody who knows me knows, like, that's oh, yeah. my spot. And you take so, good pictures, too. Oh, yeah, thank you. So, like, I was, yeah, I just kept doubling down, like, I don't care. Well, and it's the lasting impression because you brought that story in this conversation. So, in my opinion, that is that part that created the universe, like, showing itself to us here in the non-physical. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's going to motivate me to the next time I get a little fear. Like, that same fear mm-hmm. you get, I get in my one of my tooth, my teeth. Yeah. Like, I feel, when I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know what? I, I get that feeling. Yeah. But maybe that's part of that, like, extrasensory perception that we had at one point as humans that... We might, that might have been, you know, either evolved out or, you know, targeted. Yeah, I was, know? it was keeping me up at night yep. because I was thinking, like, the situations that I was in were way more dangerous than me snapping yep. a picture. Yep. Right? Like, there was no, I had more control over myself now, here, taking this picture on top of this parking garage than I did hanging over the side of a ship in the bosun's chair well, if, yeah. drunk from a night in, you know, in in Mexico, for God's sake, you know, like this. Absolutely. So why am I so skittish now? What's going on? And that, but I think I think that is, and it's a study that I did a while ago. I think there because there's different settings in our brain, and I, I think that's what the interesting part of like the like once these people get over world domination and all this other stuff, and we can start to really get into the things that matter of like you know human evolution, you know, and and these ideas is is like what part of what part does this play like there's there's theta state there's all these different things there's different mindsets mm. and so as an athlete i was very lucky to have some trainers early that we started to do like uh self-hypnosis and mental training and and visualization before it was like trendy you know this was like early so right. that hit me to this you know like a long time ago so there's different brain states like when you're sitting there and you're watching a movie like and you're like really into this movie that that tricks you into a different brain state. Like the flicker rate on the TV mm-hmm. gets you into a thing, but also that flow. Now there's the positive of the flow, and it's that I read this book on this Russian scientist. He, and it was literally called Flow. That certain people is born with. Like you know when you're when you were in the military, I'm sure there were times you did shit and you turned like damn, how did I do that? Like how you know what I mean? Like there were times I made plays at third, mm-hmm. and like get up and like do some crazy shit. And I'm like, huh. Did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how did I do that? Like, or how, how did I, you know, adjust to that off-speed pitch, lowing away, and drive, you know, how? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, but so that's that flow. So I'm an artist, too, so that's my, it's it's mostly, mani- in my life, it's mostly manifested itself in drawing and creating. There you go. Like, how did I draw that? There you go. You know, that giraffe beatboxing right uh, right but then <laughs> but what do we do we, we we think of it as coincidence and we kind of move on and in the course of our 24 hours we spend little times on it that's why like i enjoy conversations with you because what is the most of it? hey how's it going oh yeah cold today you know all right have a good day you know oh yeah 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 surface. yeah yeah and, and that's not yeah. what enriches us no it's not and that's not how our conversations grew out in in the first place. No. I mean, we never talked about, we never made small talk. Yeah, and to, and to bring everybody up, you know, like, kind of to, to full speed here, like how we met, you know. It was, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was uh, a roundabout way to do it, but I'm, I'm you know, I am, I'm grateful for it. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but um, back to the, to bring us to present, like, with the, where the book is and mm-hmm. why I did it. So, in those moments, I wrote a fair amount 
of of the rungs. You're sitting in your car. I'm sitting in my car, listening to these things. I go through it fine. I'm not completed. I didn't finish all 24. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm able to last the time. I'm able to make time when I found a park to to, to wait out that time mm -hmm. to go in. Right. To start this big change. So, okay, we think hopefully this is where the story goes to being like, yeah, you know, like, oh, then I went to this program and it was awesome and here we are today, I have a published book. Not so much. Right. So you go through <laughs> this first part of this mm -hmm. part of, of this help and it is a very scary part. Right. Um, and you're in there and I was actually going to go somewhere and stay what for a bit of time. I was going to go to... On the land? Uh, no. On the place? No, I was going to... Oh. Once I got through the first five days... Okay. I was going to go and be in a facility. Okay. Because, like, I this is where I need to be. And it's vulnerable. It's hard to talk about. And people who see this, like, you know what it is. But I really... I don't care because it, this is authentic. And it might be working out too much or eating bad food or, or, or too much drinking that someone sees this mm -hmm. and realize, like, you know... It, it, it's a real thing and it's a struggle and I will tell you about it <laughs> you know the struggles I went through and be vulnerable and, and, and deal with people who judge well, may judge me but I went there because I'm like I, I this is this is too bad so went through the first part of it first five days it was fucking wild mm -hmm. and then I got out and I went to the place that I was going to be for probably 30 days okay and I'm okay and I'm like there when I got there and I'm I'm like alright I can see this. And they're like, oh, there's a little, something with the insurance, but you know what? They never deny people. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Day goes by, I'm like, this is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, I get it. Like, this is gonna be a thing. I'm gonna be able to do this. You're enjoying the place. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is gonna be great. Next day, okay, I'm like, man, I'm cooking. That afternoon, actually, sorry, insurance said no. Mm -hmm. Damn. I'm like, what? Insurance said no. I said, what does that mean? You're going to have to pack up and go. All the vulnerability, all the conversations, going through it, writing, starting to write, sitting for all those hours, going to a place, dealing with this embarrassment. Sorry, Sam. See ya. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm now in my car. An hour away from home. Yep. My wife, well, she was my wife then, but... But she doesn't know. No one knows. They think I'm here. Right. And I didn't handle it well. Right. I I went MIA for a good while. I did not know this. I said, this is it. I, And it came right back. All the justifications to go to a bar. Right. All the justifications to turn this off. But you know what? I said, no. Because they did say I could go and do... I would just have to have an inpatient. I would be able to go and stay somewhere. I would have to do this. I could still do a program. Insurance would cover it. But I would have to go back to the real world and do it and drive every day an hour to this place to do it all day. Aha. Okay. Insurance would cover that. They would do that. Okay. So my wife found me because I, I didn't know what I was going to do. She mm -hmm. came and found me. And she took me, and she said she would, she would be there for me, and we went on this journey. And so in the rest of that process, I wrote, 
I, I, I'm like, man, the hardest part of this was when the, because once you get help, once you go, there's, there's, there's plenty of places, places that'll help you once you make that decision. There's not a lot before you make the decision. Right. So this book itself that I wrote is for those moments of terror. For that person who's 15, 20 years sober, who is now finds themselves not able to go to their meeting, who's not able to go to the gym, who's not able to take their walk, who's, who, who can't go see that friend that's been their, their, their sponsor for all these years. Right. So I wrote it. When you're a nobody, no one, hey, here's a book deal. Right? Hey, right. here's uh, uh, we're going to, here, forget, don't worry about providing for your family. We're, we're going to back you as an author. Nobody does that. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. So what I did was, realized there was going to have to be an investment in myself, sent my, sent my manuscript off to uh, publishers, and one took it. And they had the best kind of like deal. And really, that process, you know, now you can purchase the book itself on Amazon, Walmart.com, Target.com, really anywhere books are sold. But from, uh, you know, uh, an income standpoint that that's you, you pay a good amount for that right so with the audiobook once you know I'm like this this is a way that I can really touch people it's it's people aren't really reading as much this is a way that can be done and if I can layer this with by your reach is larger with an audiobook as opposed to the to just to the written word because you know it's something that people can carry with them word up it's something that they can have in the moment of terror that's not like I have to go. They, people got their earbuds in all day, anyways, and and a lot of people have Audible, uh, you know, uh, subscriptions, you know, or they have iTunes or they have Apple Music, so you can you can get this and you can go through it. So it's from zero, you know, it has and it was here in Aurora Gremlin Studios shout during out. this. Yeah, shout out to Gremlin Studios, <laughs> Jeremy Cole Ross. I mean, like word up. I mean, he he they had Gremlin Studios had such a wonderful process for this to for me it i told them my ideas i told them what i had to do they kind of put that out to their their engineers and to find someone who wanted to take this project on and it wasn't their most expensive guy it wasn't their most expensive room right. he when we talked and jeremy and i talked and we met during this pandemic safely we did this during it and we layered this with binaural beats healing megahertz behind it and asmr sounds that when you really get into it you will get that tactile feeling. Mm -hmm. So you can, I feel that the goal of this for the per, for, for anyone is, is like to, to replenish that accomplishment center. You might have lost your job. You might be in a really, in a, in a K-hole of drugs and alcohol or, right. you know, unsafe sexual practices or like, you know, just things that are unsafe for you that could have devastating effects. There's not a lot of places to turn or places to go. Everything's kind of virtual and you can't always have a counselor. Right. So you can take this book and you can listen to it and you can go from, you can do two things. You can get a feeling that you would get from a cigarette or a, a drink or a drug mm -hmm. or something. You can actually get it. You will feel something from this. It's a real thing to feel. Or And then what you'll also gather is this, the accomplishment factor, the micro, the macrocosm of, of, of conquering an addiction or, or, or losing 40, 50 pounds or, you know, that is so big. And when you're inside and you're you're feeling the effects of these negative habits, like your resolve to, to jump out of bed and go run ten miles is small. Right. So you don't have that accomplishment factor. Then it's like all these things happen to you. You can then say, "All right, 
It could take you 24 minutes. It could take you 24 hours. It could take 24 days. You, you just listen to this. Right. Listen to the words. Listen to the way that the rhymes are. Listen to the sounds behind it. Accomplish it. Finish it. Finish 24 rungs. Climb 24 rungs on a ladder. Get that started and realize you're worth saving. Like the, the person who's listening to this right now, or I say this on my TikTok, or like, you know, where I'm like, you might be the person who, who swore up and down on New Year's. You're never having another cigarette. I've been there. You're, you're never having another drink. I've been there. I'm never doing this again. I've been there. And you fucking fail. Well, in the next moment, you feel worse than, than you ever felt in your life. But what I'm saying to you is, is like, if you fail, if you relapse, if you go there, in that next moment that you realize that you failed, that you realize that you relapsed, and in that exact moment, you say, I'm not going to do this again, you won. You back on it again. You're back on the fucking horse or off the horse. I don't know how the whole fucking saying works. No, you, you, like, no, you had it right. You know, you like, it right. yeah. and, and it's like you're, you're back on it. And it's not about hype. It's not about trying to make money off a book. It's not about trying to be someone. It's the fact that, like, this is my worth. You're worth saving. So I think this is a great place to uh, talk about the beginnings of us interacting. Um, so you're working at a company. Yeah. We'll call it a company. Um, the book is written, but now you're just... And I don't mean this in a pejorative fashion. Yeah. Now you're just working. You're, you're a working guy. That's right. You're a working guy with a published book. That's right. Um, I'm a working guy who's writing a book. We don't know each other at this time. Yeah. Uh, then COVID comes along. Um, what was life like for you in the professional sense, the working sense, uh, when COVID came along? How did that interrupt your flow of life and everything? And then how did we go about meeting? Yeah, I mean, it was a major, major change. I mean, I was in sales and marketing. Right. Um, and a lot of hand, you know, face-to-face, -face, you know, right. business-to-business meetings. And that's what I had come from, and it had to drastically change. Uh, at the company that I was at, community relations, you know, is important. There was so much growth happening in Aurora. You know, then all of a sudden, like, we're killing it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm out there. I'm going to all these different places. I'm building all these contacts. Boom. Can't go anywhere. Right. Can't go anywhere. So, you know, we've always known about Skype and FaceTime and everything. And so I got the idea since there was, you know, a lot of movement with the um, Chamber of Commerce, you know, here in Aurora. Let's do some virtual. Right. So I was running like our social media and I just said like anyone in Aurora that's got ideas like, you know, we can't be stagnant. We can't let the momentum go. Right. And so I started these weekly Zoom meetings to just really anybody, right. you know, to come out there and say like, what can we do? And, you know, uh, our initial thoughts were some sort of events or, or things that were social distance in mind and then damn, things changed. Right. Drastically. Yeah. I mean, it when we, so when we started talking, so basically you reached out to uh, an organization I'm part of, yep. and I remember, I'll never forget, I get the notification like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> because it, it had, well, I went on the page and looked and saw, so it's a local place, yep. a local business, and I'm like, okay, and um, I started taking part in the Zoom calls and everything. Um, and at that time, to your point, there was a there was the possibility that life could quote-unquote, come back to normal. Like, like, quickly. Right, like, oh, 
Maybe this will end in a month. And All then, right, yeah, the 15 days to stop the... Yeah, when yeah. 15 days are up, That's, then we'll... We're going to go back, back to, normal. to normal. Yeah, then the 15 turn to 30, <laughs> and then yada, yada. Um, and during this time, um, I don't have a job. I'm unemployed. I'm freshly unemployed. Uh, I'm waking up every morning like I'm just an early bird anyway. So I'm 5:45. I'm up yeah. regardless. But now I'm up with no job to go to, and my wheels are spinning and shit like that. And I'm not a good person. You know, I'm an action junkie. I'm not a good person with no. Yeah, I know hands don't work for me either. No, 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 yep. no, no. Not it's not good. So I'm not like in a great place. Um, and the only really outlet I have at this time is taking part in these Zoom calls with people who are at least motivated enough to keep kicking the can around until we come up with something. Um, and we were thinking about creating like something for people. The idea was to create something that people can take part in. Yeah. It was to create something that was going to last. We'll be like, maybe we'll have buses take seniors and bring them down yep. and we'll have popcorn and there will be a petting zoo and yep. we'll be socially distanced it was yep. some we were going to do some yep. big shit yes we were but it never formulated because yep. life kept us cooped up um and then the second large <laughs> first daily then i came with this idea <laughs> but in between this you had written a book, and I was picking your brain about the, the writing process. Yep. Um, and I really was fascinated that, like, I was able to contact a person who had done what I was trying to do. I had never, you're the first writer I ever, like, could physically touch or reach out to and start mm -hmm. chopping it up with. Um, and that was really very... Uh, inspiring for me. So I started writing more. And when I was writing, I had the idea of creating, I had the idea of creating a podcast or a show before that. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe I can launch that now. And I started the recordings in the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. And you were the first person when we talked episode one, episode two, episode three from the very beginning it was me and you. Yep. And remember the flow? I would. <laughs> I would do the news for like 30 minutes, right. read the, you know, read whatever the headline was. You call in at 8.30, and from 8.30 to 9, we chop it. We that chop was. it up. Talk about cosmic and, and positive vibes. That's how the whole thing. How to, how to. Yep. We got local, show. we got Arthur on the lines. That's what we say. Yeah. Just put content out. Yeah. People um, are consuming content like water. Exactly. You know? um, but the thing, too, that I think, uh, well, that I would like to highlight is that I got what 24 rungs meant without suffering from uh, from drinking. Yeah. Because you don't have to suffer from alcoholism or drug addiction or um, in whatever, gambling. You don't have to suffer from a specific vice to be somewhere bad. And try to take yourself out of that. It's not, it's a use, it's one size fits all. It's true. So when I saw that 24 rungs, a journey, I knew what it was calling for. And I was like, I'm gonna, because Good Morning Roar is making me happy. Yeah. I had found that by the third day, 
I had found that which was calming me and making me have nice days again. Like I found it, and it was not with me; it was with other people. Yeah. Oh, that you know that that touches my heart because that's I think that's wealth, in my opinion. I think that's where like the win wins come from, and that's where you know whoever makes it through all this like that's what's going to you know bring the new age nuevo renaissance i've been talking about it forever right you know back in the day you know that's when the renaissance period happened wasn't it after the plague like you know what i mean right. like that's where you're going to see and that's and that that's what gives me the chills and and that's why i continue to write and that's why like it's so important the work that you're doing with good morning aurora like you know the people you interview the the stuff that we and we talked about from the beginning you know what I mean? Like day one. Day one. That like, was the, that was the whole that's plot. The point. That's the whole plot. The plot. It's not us. Nope. 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 It's you. That's right. And the the tr- and that's the true nature because then you can see like unity is possible. We right. we can all coexist. It's gonna be a shit show, but at some point we will exist. We I, I don't feel that evil is gonna win. You know I don't feel divisiveness is gonna ultimately win. You know I, I don't I don't I can't see that happening. Like otherwise, what's the point of all this? You know what I mean? Like, if we don't find a way, and this is an example of it. Like, we're in a place. We were on the phone, Zoom, trying to figure it out, like, trying yeah. to move media, like, you know, recording it to the computer and then sending it to you. Like, I recorded the one interview right, right. in Treadwell. Right. Like, in Treadwell, like, coffee. Like, you know what I mean? With this old MacBook, like, yeah. you know, trying to do it. Because that, there has to be stewards, and that human spirit is important. Like, that which drives us is so important. And, and one of the things I always say is like evil and good are like essentially the same. Like they're like energies, but different sides of the game. You know right. what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're very similar. And I think that's, you know, really that yin and yang idea that, that finding that balance. And that's where, where my contribution to that more of just words and conversations, late night conversations, like, you know, them times like, you know, where it's like, here's my actual contribution to that. Like here is a coping skill. Because what helps me the most, um, and I struggle all the time, every single mm-hmm. day, and I make the wrong decisions, like, just ask my wife, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, she'll tell you, you know, but all kidding aside, like, it, it, you know, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I'm here sitting in this conversation right. um, with you guys. But, you know, what it, what it comes down to is, is that, you know, the, que- the, the fight is worth it. You know, the fight to, to press on is, is worth it. It's just, it is. And so if I'm in that understanding and I have a coping skill, I take away the excuses. Like, so right now, anyone who is saying like, ah, screw that, like, Sammy's full of it, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's all bullshit, you know, blah, 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 like, fine. But you don't have an excuse anymore because that coping skill you said you didn't have, like, I'm giving you one. And if you don't have any money and you can't buy it, I'll send you a free one. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you can't buy it, I'll send you a free one. I have I have free audiobooks I can send you. Because... The whole thing is, is like, it's for that person to, to stop that rate of relapse that's going up so high. Like, you might not be able to get outside, but throw your earbuds on, go in the bathroom, go in the corner, go in the basement. You can throw this on. Forget my voice. Forget it's me. Listen to the beats behind me. Get lost for a couple seconds. Feel it. Feel that vibe go up your spine, that ASMR feeling. Or find somebody else. Find another binaural beat. Find, find a coping seal that gives you what you want. Because what I learned... So to kind of go back to the process of this book, when I was in there, when I was in this program, there was a, you know, it was a lot of lectures and it was great information, but it was a lot of this, like sitting. Yeah. And again, like, I don't like to sit. 
You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't like, I want to move, I want to get going. But there was expressive therapy. Mm-hmm. And that expressive therapy is what I got the most of, which was like being creative. And that's where like a lot of, a lot of rhymes started coming out. A lot right. of rhymes started coming out. So through this whole process of this, towards the end, the writings the, the, that some are in 24 Rungs were in those expressive therapy classes. At the end, I found there was another gentleman that was in my small group. He was um, a symphony cellist. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen, and he and I were asked to kind of perform at the graduation of our, like, program. program. Yeah. And so he played these, this bass, and I used the spoken word to, you know, that was, you had to do a final project, like, kind of, in a way, to, like, your last thing. And that yeah. was what it was, was this process. So in those, so that's what led me further to say, okay, this, this, this might be able to help. It helped other people in our small group. It helped people here. It hasn't yielded me anything. Like I have to provide in other ways. Like this is not what I'm. I'm out here doing. I'm out here for right. literally saying, don't make an excuse. There's a coping skill. You might not like my coping skill, but there's one. Get it. If you have Audible, you can use a credit. You need one for free. Hit us up. We'll give it to you. You know what I mean? But it's just like if today's that day, you're like, man, I gotta. I'm gonna die that cig out. I'm gonna put that drink down. Like I'm not eating that piece of cake at. at 11:45 at night before I go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying you have to. Like, you might need that. Like, but I'm saying if there's something you know, and you're not supposed to be doing it, you're doing it too much. Here is a, here's something, that takes one excuse out of the way, because then you can then or you know, and one of the things that I think plagues us as men and what's is all over the social media, you know, is some of the porn and stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that could take us off that because like I like social media, I like it, but there's some freaking filth on some of these things like it is not good right. and it's not good for our youth and it's not good for these young girls that have to feel like and these young boys that feel that they have to fit this thing or they have to do these dirty trends on on tiktok and stuff like that's little kids like you shouldn't be doing that shit on there yeah man i got a i got a bunch of iphones right yeah. and like one of them you know my son loves like godzilla and dinosaurs mm-hmm. and all this and i got like an iphone small iphone 5 so he goes play with the neighborhood kids or whatever i give him the phone so he knows what time it is, come back home. But he also, like, he can scroll on, like, one of my Instagrams yeah. and like and follow the pages that... But I can't have him do it. Why? Because, like, even somewhere in your going, scrolling, in one of your swipes, there will be some kind of shit. I know. Some kind of wild shit. You know, yeah. you can't you can't type in Marvel Comics. I know. You get cosplay. Well and then and all kinds of I know. you know, I mean I, well, not that it's horrible, but it still, goes it's the door is open. And then you shit. have scammers that right. come in there and then they're doing that to to I don't know why, but they are doing that. I mean yeah. and you have to watch it. So that's like it, you know, if people are on TikTok, I'm twenty four rounds ASMR on there and that's what I do on there. I'm like while like if you can stop scrolling and see all this stuff, or you're on here for nefarious mm-hmm. reasons, here's my voice of like you're worth it. Don't do it. I gotta like, get some TikTok tips. From that. Yeah, man. Yeah, and honestly, someone and, and I was like, I mean, I I was not like all about it, and I'm not a hype on there at all. Like, right. I'm not following people. I don't follow on there. Like, you know, I simply put this out as just like my contribution to this stuff that's going on in the world, and it's like you know while you're scrolling, like just just to be mindful because we're not listening. We're not. You know, we're not connecting that third eye, if you will. We're not connecting to that higher self that's there for us. And it'll save us from this fear. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, that, that's my goal. Like, I, I tell you what, like, 
it's not to save the world. It's not to save just you know people say oh, you just want to save one person. I don't want. I can't save anybody. Mm. I can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. I, no one could save me. You know, I'm still there. I'm still there today as I was back then, and I have to. Have, but but I, I have less excuses now. I have less excuses to turn to these things that make me have bad behaviors that doesn't make me my best self. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, the show ends on a positive note. Yeah. What's your message today yeah. for the listeners, the viewers, and the people of Aurora? Well, I tell you, my, my thing is, is you can only hold one thought at a time. There is only one thought you can hold at a moment. It's time. You can't hold more than one thought. And in that thought, you have a choice. You have a choice every single thought. That universal truth will be forever. If that's our gift that we were given with human consciousness, mm-hmm. is, is that, hey, you can really choose every single thought. Then finding a way to not let the speed of life overtake your moments. I, if you're a baseball player, like I, I, I'm a baseball player, baseball coach, the moment of contact when you actually make contact is an enigma to so many hitters because they can't wrap their head around being present in that quick moment. Right. And that's that quick moment of taking a shot or smoking a cig. Like you're not present in that moment to the to the detriment of it. Like back to what you know from 2020 to 2021. Like you only have this day one once. And so I'm not going to tell you to stay positive. You might not want. You might not need to be positive. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like you know all the glitter is not gold. But what I'm saying is, is that focus on universal laws, universal truths, things that ring true in your belly. Like if something doesn't seem right, it's not that. If you're struggling with addiction or you're struggling with the motivation to get up and find a way, like you could do it. Like nothing in my pink statements, nothing in my you know upbringing will lead me to have a published book or to try to promote you know or try to be an author as a career. Nothing would do that. I'm not even really there yet. You know what I'm saying? To a point of, I believe I will, and I'm going to continue to to push for that because that's my unique goal. But the pie is big enough. When you look to see that person, because the, the hardest thing I'm seeing is the envy. People are on these social media sites, and they see someone with a new house, they want a new house. They see someone who's taking pictures with their kid, oh, well, we're not happy like that. That envy has to be taken down. And the sanctity of human life has been completely dampened, in my opinion. Like, people are looking at other people like we, as, as less than they are or more than they are or that they're better. Like, stop. You know what I'm saying? If you, can, if you could see from that higher self, that third eye, that, that person inside you. Like, I, I knew it through the Zoom when I met you. Like, I knew that aura, that, that light is so strong. You know what I mean? Like, that transcends what I can see in this physical world. And so when we open ourselves up, to the transcendental nature of energy and that once energy is created it's never destroyed Mm -hmm. then you are able to accomplish anything anything in the world and we're showing it uh, on this base level of alchemy of like hey we had an idea now you have a sweatshirt good morning we're on it like we're in a space this was just an idea this was you and me talking trying to you know figure out what's going on in our own lives and we're here manifesting like you can literally type in 24 wrongs in google and you're going to see a ton of things. You know what I mean? And that was from nothing. And that's not like great, like, puff of my chips. No, it's just that whatever. Right. What, what's yours? Are you a painter? Are you a sculptor? Are you a musician? Are you really good at math? Are you, what is your talent? Don't give up. This is the time. This is the time. 
It's a rebirth. Ascension of humanity is happening. Like the earth is going up. The vibration level is high. And that's why you're seeing so much negativity because people can't handle the new energy. Right. And if you can handle that new energy and you can find some peace, peace and solitude and, and be okay with yourself and you're in a monologue, you are the mustard seed that can move the mountain, you know? Thank you for coming on to the show and having an interview with us, brother. It is my pleasure. <laughs> the sky's the limit, man. You know um, there will be a part two. There will be a part two. That's right. Um, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we'd like to say thank you to our brother Salvatore Hall for coming on. We appreciate him. Um, much success with 24 Rungs. Check it out on Amazon. Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Target.com, Walmart.com. Uh, really anywhere books are sold. Check me out on um, TikTok, ASMR, or 24 Rungs, ASMR. Right. And be your best. And on the gram too, y'all. On the gram too. Right. On behalf of the second largest city's first daily news podcast and 24 Rungs, we hope that you guys all have a blessed, satisfied, strong, and dedicated and motivated positive day. Peace. We out. Blah. <laughs>